Hey, good morning, Ascent Church. So glad you guys are here. Hey, here's what I'm gonna do right off the bat. I'm gonna take you back to the summer of 2008. Um, I wanna take you to the field that's right next to Louisville Middle School. Um, I'm coaching baseball. I'm coaching a bunch of 12 year olds, okay? Uh, I coached high school ball in, in Washington, and I'm trying to get these kids ready for high school baseball. So I'm teaching them all the fundamentals. I'm teaching them all the scenarios that they need to be thinking about on the diamond. I'm teaching them how to hit. I'm teaching them how to field, all of that stuff. Well, we're in the middle of a game. My son, I mean, I coached him for seven years. It's so fun. Well, we're in the, we're in the middle of a game. Actually, it's right near the end of the game. We, we're, we're it's a tie game, guys on first base. And I'm looking out there and I'm going, okay, have I prepared these guys enough? Are they paying attention to all the things they need to be paying attention to in this moment. Two outs, tie game, man on first, we got to get out of the inning. And I'm looking around the diamond and I'm thinking, okay, I, I, all my guys are in the right spots except one. I got one guy out in left field. Man, he's out there and he is just daydreaming like crazy. The, the, a, sire, a, a police car goes by with a siren and he's got his back turned. Like he's, he's turned to, the, to the, 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 the police officer. And so he's not paying attention at all, but he turns back around. And then a bird flies overhead and he starts looking at the bird and, and he starts spitting in the air trying to catch it in his glove. I'm looking up there in left field. I'm just going, oh my gosh. Uh, we'll call him Austin because his name was Austin. Uh, and, and, and we're just going, Austin, come on. you got to pay attention to what's going on. Just please hit it anywhere but there. The guy hits the ball, ground ball to left field, to our, to our guy out there. Austin comes up and he sees the ball. That's big enough that he actually saw it coming. And he, and he gets it and he's about to throw it in. And I'm telling you, I'm going, okay, the guy is rounding second to go to third. I'm thinking, He's, it's only 20 feet away or so, it's 12 year olds. He's gonna be able to throw this guy out by a mile. We've got this, the game's over, it's all done. But no joke, you guys, Austin gets the ball and he comes up to throw and he decides to throw it instead of to third base, to right field, to right field. If you don't know anything about baseball, he could have thrown it to second. That's okay. He'd just been safe at third. He could have thrown it to first. He could have just thrown it anywhere in the infield. He could have thrown it home, anywhere. But he chooses to get it and chucks it into right field. My right fielder was not ready for that. Ball just kind of rolls around out there. The guy gets to third, rounds third, heads into home and safe and game's over. We lose by a run. And I, <laughs> I meet him as he's coming off the field. And I just said, Austin, you gotta pay attention out there. You gotta pay attention. And, and Austin's response was, I was paying attention. I was paying attention to the, to the siren. I was paying attention to the bird. I was paying attention to how, how my, the spit was flying. I was paying attention. And you know what? I couldn't argue with him with it. He was paying attention. He just wasn't paying attention to, to the thing I needed him to pay attention to. He wasn't paying attention to the thing that would have helped us to get through the inning and to keep the, to keep the game going. You guys, he just wasn't, he was paying attention to the wrong things. I can't tell you how easy it is for us in this life, in this time right now, to be paying attention to the wrong things. We're, we're paying attention to things that aren't giving us life. We're not, we're not paying attention to, to the things that, that are breathing life into us. See, see, here we have a God that is present in our life, that communicates to us. His Holy Spirit is with us. His Holy Spirit prompts us. And His Holy Spirit prods us daily. It's a, it's a voice that gives us life. Now, granted, it's a voice that is sometimes hard for us to discern and to hear. And, and, and it's a voice that speaks to us through scripture. It's a voice that speaks to us through, through, through godly people around us. It is that nudging and that pressing and that guiding that the Holy Spirit is at work within us. That God is, is, is trying to get our attention. How many of us are going to him and hearing that? and saying, yes, you're giving me life and I'm paying attention to you. Versus we're just going to the other things that are around us and, and that's what we're paying attention to. 
You guys, that's what I want to talk about a little bit today because in this season, in this last season, I have and many of us have focused a lot on the unhelpful voices. How, how great it would be if I would have woke up in the mornings in these last 10 months and just said, said God, I, I want to be receptive to your Holy Spirit today to the prodding and the pushing and and to to open my eyes to what you see, to the needs that are out there, and that I would move in the direction that you'd want me to go. But instead, how many times did I instead wake up in the morning and grab the remote control and turn it on CNN and then turn it on Fox News and then listen to the, to the, 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 the conversation or the argument between the two? And, 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 and all that did was just build up, build up my, my, uh, the, the arguments that I can have because I'm listening to each one of them and I'm going, man, it's a train wreck between these two. But now I've got argument, argument about First Amendment rights or argument about insurrections at a Capitol or you, you get, you get all of that stuff. And that's all that I'm, pu- that's, that's what's feeding me. That's what's, that's what's, that's what's helping me today, that it starts there. And for me, I don't know if it's like you, but for me, when I start to pay attention and just pay attention to those things, man, it snowballs from there. I'll go from that, I'll get bored with that, and I'll just pay attention to sports radio on my way to work and, and, and listen to whether or not the, the Broncos should sign Von Miller again in the offseason, or, or I'll, I'll go on ESPN and read about the Seahawks and what they're going to do to get back to the Super Bowl again. And, I, and so, so it just kind of continues to snowball. Then, then, I, then I'll open up my emails and, and when, I'm, when I'm in this place, which many of us are in, where we're paying attention to, to, the, to the other things, the other voices, and that's all we're paying attention to, it's just easier than to, 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 to fall prey to the other voices. You know, when I open up my email in my profession, the email is, a, um, is, is, a, is an adventure every day. I'll get some emails that are very encouraging. I'll get some emails that are very challenging. And I'll get some emails that are very discouraging. But you know what I'll focus on. If I'm in a season like this, I'll just focus on the discouragement. I'll focus on, man, you see some of, you'll get words like terrible and horrible. And what were you thinking? And I can't believe you said that. You'll get those kinds of things. And you'll focus, and I'll focus there. That ain't giving me life, but that's where I'll focus. I'll focus on the rumors and the, the things that others or other people are saying. And in this season, in a season of transition, in a season like we've had with the, with the church, there's all kinds of rumors. I think my favorite of all the rumors was when Jim made the announcement that he's leaving. Um, I, I heard a rumor that someone said that, that Bill was excited about Jim leaving because now Bill gets to take over Jim's salary. Uh, how cool would that be if I got to do that and just take Jim's salary? But that is so far from the truth. That is so far from the, even our governance, governance in our church and the fact that I don't even get to decide what my salary is. Our board decides that all of that. I don't have to explain that. It's just the rumors, the rumors that I'll tend to listen to. And you guys, we all do this. Man, when we are focusing on the wrong thing, it snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. And the next thing you know, you have gone through your day listening to all the other voices. And the last thing that you hear is that voice of God that, that not only assures us and breathes life into us, but challenges us and gives us purpose and helps us to live beyond ourselves. Man, we want to talk more about how do we focus our attention on what gives us life. Hebrews chapter two says this. He says, we ought therefore to pay the greatest attention, the greatest attention to the truth that we have heard, to the truth of God and his love and his purpose and not allow ourselves to drift away from it. And many of us are feeling that sense of being, of drifting, drifting away, drifting away from God and his purpose because we're not paying attention to the right things. And that's what I want to talk about. Uh, in fact, Lord, I want to pray. I want to pray that, that you would, would help us in this, in this moment, in this season, in this, in, this, in this service, in this sermon, in this place right now. God, help us to pay attention to what will bring us life. God, we are so in this season 
our habits are forming to drift. And Lord, I want to, I want to help us, Lord, to bring us back to what you have in store for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, you guys, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to, I want to talk to you guys about why in the world I'd be talking about paying attention in the middle of a series that we've been talking about being the church and being that movement and that ecclesia into this world. Those two things actually connect. Let's spend some time worshiping God together. We're going to hear some vision from Aisha and then I'm going to unpack that a little bit more. Well, welcome to Ascent. We are so glad you are tuning in. Today we are being led worship by myself, Becky, Allie, Mel. We are so glad to be with you. Would you stand wherever you are and engage with us? We're gonna sing out to our great God.
we pray for that. Do a work that only your Holy Spirit can do. Unite us. Divide us. Lord, bring healing. We look to you, God, for a season of revival in our own hearts, in our city, in our country, Lord. Do the work that you want to do. We pray in Jesus' name. Good morning, Ascent. My name is Aisha, and I am so glad that you are joining us online today. If you are new or newish, take a moment to fill out our Connect card and also check out our website so you can see the different ministries that you can be a part of, serve in, find community, and build your faith. All right, y'all, I got some news for you. Next week, February 7th, we are going to live stream our service. That means what's happening in the building you're gonna see right on your screens in real time. We're gonna be able to engage with you and I am so excited, so get ready for that. Last week, Maurice mentioned that we are gonna be partnering with Lafayette Elementary for their Black History Month book drive. And the goal is all about getting books that will provide windows for other kids to learn about the experiences of others that don't look like them and to get books that will provide mirrors for kids to see themselves because representation is so powerful. So that's gonna start next week. So keep an eye out on our website and social media so you can get more information to give and support and help us fill those local classrooms. Y'all, I am so grateful to be a part of a generous church. We are generous with our time, with our talents, and we are also generous financially. I wanna thank those of you who continue to give and support the vision of Ascent. Because of your giving, we're able to do kingdom work here. We're able to bless the community. And I just wanna thank you so much for your continuous giving. For those of you watching right now, you may wanna give for the first time. And there's actually three ways that you can do that. You can give online on our website, through our app, or you can also text to give. All right, y'all, now let's pay attention to what Bill has to say. Why are we talking about, about this when, when really we're in the middle of a series on being the ecclesia, on being the church, being the movement? I talked about this weeks ago, that, that, that God has called the church out to not be a, a bunch of bricks and a bunch of walls and a building, but that we would be the movement in the marketplace and we'd be the movement in the town square, all rallying around the, the, the unbelievable news of God in our life and the, and the great news of His love. That's, that's what we've been talking about. Well. This absolutely fits in that because how in the world can we be the movement that God is calling us as a church to be if we're not paying attention to the one that's going to guide us to where we need to move to? See, what we've been talking about is how, how Jesus lived and died and rose from the, from the dead. But before he ascended into heaven, he gave us 40 unbelievable days with his disciples. He gave us 40 days with his people where he, where he said, I'm going to breathe, a, I'm going to share a purpose for you in your life. I'm going to talk. This is a purpose for every one of you guys. You guys are going to be my people. You're going to be the ones that are going to be my witnesses all over this world. You're going to be kingdom builders. And I'm going to guide you into being kingdom builders. I'm going to breathe life into you to be kingdom builders. That's what God gave this this 40 days of, of, of this purpose that he's given us as a church. He says, now go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them all that I have taught you. Man, he challenges them with that. Matthew writes about that. Luke picks it up and then starts Acts, the early church. That's what we've been in over these last four or five weeks is talking about the early church and the establishment of the early church. Well, when, when Jesus is sitting there in Acts at the very beginning, he looks at his folks and he's going, man, I want you to be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. That's going to be your purpose. You're going to be my witness. You're going to be the ones that have seen it and have experienced the love that I've given you. And I'm giving you the Holy Spirit to, to nudge you, to prod you, to open your eyes to what, where the need is. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit that will empower you to walk courageously. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to empower you to care 
far beyond what you can, what you think you can care, you, you, your, your ability to care. That's what Chris talked about last week. Mo talked about empowered by the Holy Spirit to be courageous. Talking about the steps that we, that we can take. Aisha next week, I mean the Holy Spirit empowering us to pray to God for us, for others. And that's the, this is the great purpose that he set out for us. Are we attentive to that? Are we paying attention to what the Holy Spirit's doing? Are we listening to every other voice that's in our life right now? I was talking to Jackie about this and she, she said, wow, wow the, the ladies in her core group have been listening to a podcast from a, from a, 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 a church in Portland. And it says this in this podcast, the, 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 this woman said, I am a steward of my own attention. I alone can govern and set my sights on the things of God. We get to choose what we put our attention to. We get to choose that. I think that was a great point because a lot of times we say, no, no, we're the victim the victim of just the noise of, of the politics, the victim of the noise of a pandemic, the victim of the noise of, of, the, of, of the bosses and the, and the people around us and the negative and the criticism and the, and the rumors. We're the victim of those things. And, 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 he's, and she's saying, no, we actually have a choice of what we put our attention to. And are we gonna pay attention to the great purpose that God's given us? See, those folks in the early church, man, they recognized God was about something. God isn't, wasn't sitting up in heaven and letting history just dictate itself. God, God was in the heart of it with power and intent. And Jesus opened up his ministry saying, I want you to follow me so that you would learn how to be kingdom builders for this kingdom, that you would learn how to be my witnesses. And man, the, he, says, he says, I want you to be fishers fishers of men and women. I want you to, that's your purpose is you're going to go out there and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to make a difference in somebody else's life as you live out this purpose. I love what Er McManus says. He says, he's a pastor down in Southern California. He says, he promises to make us fishers of men. He doesn't promise healing and community and friendship and safety and nurturing and security or anything of personal benefit to us. He promises a cause worthy of God and worthy of the gospel that you will be my witnesses. When, we, when, when, when Jesus says you'll be my witnesses in early acts, man, that's, that's, a, that's not a singular you. That's you, plural. The church, you will be my witnesses to this world. Are you ready to be my ecclesia and to be my movement, to be my witnesses in this world? And this is what was essential, you guys, to respond to God's purposeful call. The, the, the people had to be intently sensitive, intently sensitive to the prodding, to the guiding, to the power of the Holy Spirit. They had to be sensitive to it. God, what are you doing in me and through me that's going to help me to live out this purpose, that we would be moving forward? God, they were paying attention to what they needed to pay attention to. I, I've been captured. I've been reading Acts and I have been captured by, by how, how, how much they were intently paying attention to the Holy Spirit. I, I, I'll go back to chapter one. We've been, we're way further ahead in Acts now over, over these last three or four weeks, but, but I'm going back to chapter one right at the beginning. My dear Theophilus is what Luke starts to write. He's writing to this guy Theophilus. In my first book, I gave you some accounts of all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the time of his ascension. Before he ascended, he gave his instructions through the Holy Spirit, the special messengers of his choice. For after his suffering, he showed himself alive to them in many convincing ways and appeared to them repeatedly over a period of 40 days, talking with them about the affairs of the kingdom of God. You guys, Luke is saying right off the bat, he's telling Theophilus, we were paying attention. We were paying attention to his voice. We were paying attention to the affairs of the kingdom of God. And you see me when you see that person that is in need of care, when you see that person that is hungry or thirsty and in need of clothing, you see me. We were paying attention to his words. We were paying attention to his voice. We were paying attention to the affairs of the kingdom of God. And I started thinking about that. I'm just going, man, can you imagine if you and I started our day, not with some elaborate prayer, 
But what if you and I started our day just by saying, Lord, help me to pay attention to what your Holy Spirit is doing. Help me to see this world today as you see it. Help me to see the need as you see it. Give me the courage to respond as you, as, as you give me the courage through your Holy Spirit. What if we started our day that way rather than just me jumping on CNN or ESPN or whatever else? What if we started it that way? Not because you have to, because it's a thing of obedience, but to say, I want to open my eyes to something that I'm not used to seeing. You guys, if I were to give any advice to any parent. I've, my, I've gone through four kids now. My youngest is a senior in high school. Uh, if I, and so I've seen him growing up. If I could give any advice to parents along the way, I'd say, I'd say you know what? One thing where I, that I wish I would have changed in me is I would have said, I wish I would have recognized moments to, to be able to teach and walk with them instead of just get the job done. In my house, there were all kinds of jobs that I had to do in my house. And, and a lot of times I would just do it to get it done, to get back to watch football or something. Our, our sprinkler system in our backyard. Every year in the spring, our sprinkler system, I have to go out there and get it started again and fix a pipe and fix one that's been broken. I, the ice flooded over. I didn't blow out the sprinklers good enough and I have to fix it. And my kids brace themselves for that day because that's the day that dad is really mean in the backyard, that he's back there cussing and he's using that pipe wrench trying to get it done. And then my back is killing me and I just can't wait to finish. I look back at that and I think, gosh, I wish I would have brought my daughter, I wish I would have brought Ella out there and showed her how to use a pipe wrench. Instead of thinking about it as a finished job, I'd think about it as an opportunity because someday she's gonna be in her apartment and her sink's gonna be overflowing and she's gonna need a pipe wrench underneath that sink and to be able to turn that and say, see, see, here's how you can check it out. I wish I would have taken advantage more of the opportunities to walk alongside my kids instead of just get the job done. See, I, I, my attention sometimes was on the wrong thing. And I wonder for us, what would it be like if, if we just started our day saying, I want, my, I want my attention on what the Holy Spirit might prod me or push me or guide me to do. Lord, this is the time when you are getting, going to restore your kingdom to Israel, they continued. To this he replied, you cannot know the time and date which have been fixed by the Father's sole authority, but you are to be given power when the Holy Spirit has come to you. You will be my witnesses. Look at how he changes it. They're wondering, is, when are you coming back? Because we believe that Jesus will come back at some point. But instead, they say, he, say, he changes it and he goes, no, you will be my witnesses, not only in Jerusalem, not only through Judea and Samaria, but to the very ends of the earth. You're given power by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is stopping him and saying, look, I know you are curious about what the future may hold. And we all are curious that way. But he's saying, come on, careful on what we're focusing on. Careful on what we're paying attention to. Right now, what is most important, he directly changes it. What's most important is that you have the Holy Spirit in your life today. And what will today bring? Because you focus your attention there. When he had said these words, he was lifted up before their eyes till a cloud hid him from, his, from their sight. When they were still gazing up into the sky, he went. Suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them and said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here looking up into the sky? This very Jesus who had been taken up from you into heaven will come back in the same way as you have seen him go. I love that part of this when Jesus actually ascends. And the disciples are standing there and they're looking up in the sky at it all. And they're just kind of gazing up and, and, and it's like an, the angels came to him and just said, hey, yeah, it's amazing. But God's got work for you to do today. And it's time, it's time to focus in on and pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is doing right now, right now in you. See, I, I kept reading and I was, I've been so impressed as I've been reading through Acts a number of times as we've been doing this series at how many times they continued to be so, so acutely focused on the Holy Spirit daily for them. They went through imprisonments. The apostles were beaten down. The rulers were fully against them. Stephen was stoned to death. Yet the work to accelerate the church was still 
happening, yet they were still following through on the purpose that God has given them to be the witnesses, to be his witnesses in this world. Man, they were so, they so were in touch with what the Holy Spirit was doing for them, doing with them on a daily basis. And you guys, that's my dream for our church. Can you imagine what this church would be like if we just were so deeply focused, intently focused on what the Holy Spirit is saying to us about being the ecclesia in this community, about being the ecclesia to each other, about being the ecclesia, the movement of God that is kingdom building. Can you imagine if we focus directly on that? We don't know what's next for our church. We don't know what the future may hold. We don't know what transitions we're still go, we'll still go through. We think, oh, we've gone through all the transitions. Man, we know there's more transitions ahead. We've got, there's got to be. That's the way things just operate, especially in the midst of COVID. We know there's all kinds of questions and, and when we wonder, building all of it. Can you imagine though, if God, if we just do, each one of us just looked at ourselves and said, all right, Jesus, today, I'm going to pay attention to your Holy Spirit and what you have in store for us, man. You guys, I can't say this any clearer. We can't become the movement of God when we are paying attention to the things that are not of God. Win in that argument, whatever political place you want to stand on, whatever you think is the, the most important that you're going to press, the, the, the things around us that we focus on, man, how do we acutely focus our attention on what the Holy Spirit's doing? Back to that podcast from Jackie. It's, she said, you become what you give your attention to. To what or whom we give our attention to, especially in this moment, will give us either a fuller vision of Jesus or one that diminishes his goodness and work even in the darkest places. To what or whom we give our attention to, especially in this moment, will give us either a fuller vision of Jesus or one that diminishes his goodness and work even in the darkest places talking to Jackie about that. And she says, you know what that reminds me of, Bill? She said, it reminds me of what Jesus, what Jesus was saying when he said, when you deposit your treasures, this is in Luke, when you deposit your treasure, this is where your thoughts will turn to and your heart will long to be there also. And I just started thinking, man, she is so right. Depositing my treasure in a political argument, depositing my treasure in some assurance of a future, depositing our treasure in the security of my finances, depositing my treasure in the opinions of what other people think about me. And we change that. What do we do? How do we start to rearrange those thoughts and direct them towards Jesus? And Aisha Cox, she is our, she is our prayer pastor and our teaching pastor here. And, and I have just so loved what Aisha's already been doing with prayer around this church in this new year. She gathered a bunch of people together before our first service in person and she, on a Saturday and we had communion together and we just prayed over all that would be happening in this next season of our church. And she gathered our, our staff together and she challenged us. She said, I wanna, I wanna take you through 21 days of fasting and praying and reading scripture and reading a book together that would help us to deposit, to deposit our treasure in the right bucket to keep us attentive to what Jesus might have in store for us as a church. And it's been brilliant. I found that I've had such a clarity of thought in the midst of all of that. I've been so thankful for Aisha leading us in that. In the midst of it, in the book that we're reading, one of the, one of the chapters points us to a passage that says, it's the, in Matthew 7, ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, you'll find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open unto you. You guys, that's a pay attention passage. The author writes, to seek is to search for and not, and not stop, to continue a quest until the object of our seeking has been obtained and to create a well-worn path to the person or object that we're in search of. Man, how fun would that be if we had a well-worn path, if we're walking and in the mornings and we just say it's a well-worn path, not the well-worn path of things that are not giving me life, 
Not to the well-worn path to the voices that will only discourage, not to, but to the well-worn path to where life is truly life. What if that's the way every day we're waking up and we're just going, it's a well-worn path. I'm not going to blaze a trail to some random. I'm going to be on a well-worn path. And that well-worn path directs me right to the Holy Spirit that will continue to direct me through my day. What if we did it that way? You guys, listen to Psalm 27.4. This is the well-worn path psalm. Here's the one thing I come, I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that, when, that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. That's a well-worn path. That's paying attention to what gives us life. That enables us, that allows us, that presses us to live out the great purpose that God has given us. I want to finish with this, you guys. I was reading this article, believe it or not, I was reading an article called What Brain Research Says About Paying Attention. And I, it was fascinating because it was exactly what we're talking about. Listen to this, you guys. An effective attentional system must be able to, if you have an effective attentional system and you're paying attention to the right things, it must be able to, one, quickly identify and focus on the most important items in a complex environment. Does that not fit us in a complex environment? How do we focus on the most important Two, sustain attention on its focus while monitoring related information and ignoring other stimuli. How do we ignore the other stimuli around us? And three, access memories that aren't currently active, but that could be relevant to the current focus. I go back to that podcast. I am a steward of my attention. I alone can govern and set my sights on the things of God. We get to choose what we pay attention, what we put our attention to. You guys, quickly identify and focus the most important items in a complex environment. Do you know how many times the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the formation of the early church in Acts? I'm not going to tell you the answer. I want you to go back and read it. Count it yourself. See how many times Luke is referring to the Holy Spirit that is guiding, directing, prodding, and pushing people to, see the, to, to, to live into the purpose that Jesus has given us, to be his witnesses, to be kingdom builders. It says, ignore other stimuli. <laughs> other stimuli. I just, when I hear that, I just think of Jesus standing on that water, calling Peter out on the water, and him getting out there in that water and feeling that cold water under him and seeing those waves all around him and fully engulfed in the other stimuli. And while Jesus at the end just looking, going, come on, Come on, pay attention to me. You're chucking the ball in the right field, Peter. Pay attention to me. You guys, I hate the cold. I hate it. I hate diving into cold water. We have a pool up in Spokane that we take our kids to. It's glacier water and they love swimming in it. And I hated getting into the water. I, get, I, I watched Titanic the other day with my daughters and I'm going, I don't even think about the death in the water that all those people did. I just think about them having to be in the cold. I hate the cold. And so if Jesus would have called me out on the water, I'd be thinking about the cold water around me, the stimuli of the, of the waves all around me. And Jesus going, those things are there. Come on, pay attention to me. And then access our memories. Remember all those passages of God calling us to remember His goodness, His faithfulness, that He's walking with us in it. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. We have a great purpose. It's a God-ordained purpose. It's a life-giving purpose. To be kingdom builders to be a movement that makes a difference. He's given us the Holy Spirit to prompt us, to push us, to guide us, to speak to us, to remind us that we're not alone in it, to give us power, to empower us, to be courageous in it. He's giving us the Holy Spirit. And the question is, are we paying attention 
Or is it time to pay attention to what God is doing? I want to challenge you, and I'm being challenged. In the heart of so much stimuli that pulls us a different direction, and the waves all around us, can we focus together, together, in unity together as a church on what the Holy Spirit wants us to do to live out this unbelievable, great, noble purpose that is to be Jesus' witnesses in this world. Father, I want to pray. And in the midst of this prayer, I want to ask you to help us to settle our hearts, to settle our minds. Help us, Lord, to turn towards you. Many of us feel the water. We feel the waves. Lord, how do we focus instead on you? We feel ourselves sinking. We feel ourselves drifting. Lord, how do we focus on you? We recognize that we are empowered by your Holy Spirit to be your kingdom builder. God, today, and then I want to pray that this, we would be able to pray this prayer tomorrow too. To, to open our eyes to what you see and then we push towards it. And if that's a conversation with our, with our kids in the middle of a day that's been a hard one because they've been online, that we'd be attentive to your spirit. Attentive to your spirit when they're in the middle of a political conversation that's going nowhere and the fight is happening. Attentive to your spirit of unity and love. Attentive to your spirit to meet a need and to respond to that need and to be courageous in that need. Attentive to your spirit to stand up for an injustice that we see. Attentive to your spirit at work, attentive to your spirit at home, attentive to your spirit at school. God, we pray that you would help us to, to see and recognize your Holy Spirit and that we'd respond because it is a holy, a holy purpose that you call us to. It's in your name we pray, amen. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet Waiting for change to come Knowing the
I don't know about all of you, but I feel challenged to be a better steward of my attention. My prayer this week is gonna be, Lord, help me pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is doing. I pray today's message spoke to you in a powerful way. We're so grateful for you and we will see you next week.